This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have Derricka Hicks of IMD Stylist LLC to add on to be formal. She's going to give us the game on how it is to be not just a hairstylist, but to work with celebrities. So we will title this probably working with a hair celebrity stylist. How do you do that? Working with celebs. How do you begin? Does it just begin where you work and start with, you know, working with big names or do you have to build up? Derricka, how are you doing today? I'm fine. I um I feel very good this morning and I'm grateful. But um to go back to your question where you asked like how do I answer your questions now or wait? <laughs> Well, yeah, you can get right into it. This is just a conversation that can be heard around the nation. So we don't have to be okay. formal. So, yeah. How did you, how well, did you, you know, begin? <laughs> what I did was I kind of networked with a lot of the upcoming artists rather than just going out there and going after the big name celebrities and stuff. I started, this was just my decision to start with upcoming artists because I feel like it's better to build with the upcoming artists than to just go into somebody who's already a big, big star. Okay. And, 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 but I'm sure it didn't begin just with, Oh, I'm just targeting artists. You probably had to start, you know, at a, at a young age, just even playing around. So how, how did the, how did you begin? Well, when I was 10 years old, I started braiding hair I asked my grandma how to show me to show me how to braid hair and it was difficult. I couldn't learn how to do it at first. And I literally sat there every single day until I perfected braiding. So I started that at 10 years old and I kind of like lingered off of hair when I got in high school. And um, I didn't tap back into it and probably until I was like 22. But it was always something that I love to do. And so then you say, I love to do it. And, you know, what's the first step on getting clients? And then how does it, you know, mature to going after folks who are constantly their schedule is, you know, it's 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 never the same. When I was in cosmetology school, I started building my clientele there. When I was in cosmetology school and we would get the people that come in for the cheap silk presses for $12 and stuff, I would let them know, hey, I'm graduating this, this, this day. So if you like how I'm doing your hair, they would always come back. Um, and in, at my school, I was like top 10 in the nation far as clients with the most clients I was top 10 like almost the whole time I was there and that's where I built my clientele at regular clientele okay you built the regular clientele and then was it just word of mouth to find out how you know how celebrities um or upcoming artists how you know when they need help well, I always said that I wanted to be a celebrity stylist. It's just something that I always set my mind to and prayed about. So one day 
I got a client, her name was Jay Humble. You probably don't know her, but she's like a, she's an R&B singer in Dallas. And um, when she came and sat in my chair, she let me listen to some of her music and it was good. So it started off with her. Okay. And then it was just kind of word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't even go fishing for her. She just came to my seat and um, yeah, it was word of mouth from there. And that was my first celebrity client, I would say. Okay. And, and, and never, never don't music is what we love. So don't assume we don't know because Jay humble is a Christian artist out in Dallas. You guys have a lot of talent, you know, from the secular to the Christian, I've written a book on the Christian industry. So I know um, many of the artists, you know, are know of them because that's something that we kind of really um, built a business on. um, times. Dallas kind of overlooks some of the artists sometimes. That's why I said that. But mm. yeah. Yeah. You, you know, one of the things you can tell them when you're doing your hair, what the, the Christian artists, what they don't do uh, as well as the um, secular is they do not get help. They don't want to pay for help. You know, it, it might be like that in hair, too, where people say, oh, your price is high. Can you come down? But in the secular Folks know how to spend that money and they'll do what they have to do. I think that's because in the Christian, they think that, you know, just their faith will make them, you know, blossom. But they forget about the works part. And part of that works is paying for your team to do things for you. So that that's my little tip on that when, you know, you're doing their their hair next time with. Yeah, they always pay. They don't never say, hey, your prices are too high or anything like that. Oh, that's good. So you've never had a problem with, you know, charging what you charge. Mm-mm, nope, never had a problem. I did announce that my prices were going to go up in January and a few of my regular clients weren't happy about it. But, you know, the loyal ones, they're going to stay. They're going to pay whatever you want. You know, they're going to support you 100 percent. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, if you're doing um you know, white glove type service, top notch service that, you know, yeah, people have to pay for that. You don't go into Saks or any fancy, you know, restaurant and say, hey, you, what's on the dollar menu? What is what is, you know, with going up in your price? Um, is that because you're doing more traveling or is that because, you know, maybe your prices you feel are were lower than some of your competition and you need to, you know, level up. What's the reason? Well, the reason is I feel like this year I've invested a lot into what I do, like paying for classes to learn different things and getting tips from other celebrity stylists, stylists that are in the industry. So I feel like with the knowledge and with everything I've learned this year, it's time to, you know, take my prices up and get what I'm worth. Cause I'm, I'm bringing more to the table. Now is more add-ons to your services. Like you said, more traveling. So yeah, it's just one can, of those. Can, things. can you talk about some of those, you know, courses and classes and, you know, the cost of those, because I think every entrepreneur that offers a service, we, we don't always do a great job because we think our client may not care or it may not mean anything, but what are, you know, what's the cost to specializing? Those are like certificates or degrees. You're, you're 
vasting your, your knowledge is getting deeper. So break it down. So if a client's listening or a future client's listening, they can say, oh, okay, that makes sense. Well, I had, I'm GK certified and it's like a straightening treatment, like a natural straightening treatment where your hair, you can keep your hair straight for six months. That class, I actually got a discount on it. I took it while I was in cosmetology school, but it was pretty high at $600. Then you have the lace frontal classes. I took one with Alonzo. I don't know if you guys know him. He's a celebrity stylist. And um, his class was like $2,000. And I got some tips from Jonathan. He's a celebrity stylist. He charged, I think, $4,000 for his classes. But I haven't took one yet. I'm going to take one. But he was just giving me tips. Man, that's real money, you know, to get specialized so you don't mess up a situation. Because I'm sure many folks, you tell me if I'm wrong, they may just go on YouTube and say, you know what? I can do that. But you're actually going the extra mile to get mentorship and coaching. Right. And this is the thing. I already know what I'm doing when it comes to these things, but anything that brings you extra knowledge, you keep learning, remain teachable because you can never like know too much. That's how I feel. You, you make sure you just get as much education and information on this stuff as you can, especially as you moving up in the industry. Cause like you said, you don't want to mess anybody up <laughs> at any time. Definitely, definitely reminds me of an old Martin episode. And, you know, um, you might not remember that Gina <laughs> burned up one of Shanae's clients head. But uh, I don't know why that just came through my mind. And, you know, usually I hate to name drop, but I can already hear some folks say, well, she says celebrity stylist. I didn't see her on X, Y and Z, Fox Soul, BET, whatever you want to say. So, folks, in our research, we found that she does hair for Erica Bay. Banks and Asia doll. Asia doll is one of uh, Gucci man's artists, if I'm not mistaken, but you know, you can speak on that or not to just say if I'm right or not, is our research correct? You're, you're correct. And I have another one, Jay humble that I was telling you about. Those are my three celebrity clients right now. <laughs> and growing, growing. So Dallas, um, yeah, the DFW, if you got to fly in, that that this is, you know, that white glove service that you want. Now, do you find working with, you know, these um, celebrities, do you have to ever travel with them? And if so, is it what type of travel? Because people always think it's like the planes and the private planes, but sometimes it starts on the tour bus. So talk about it. Well, I haven't been on the tour bus yet, but yeah, we travel fly with them and Make sure their hair is good for photo shoots, music videos, and stuff like that. I haven't hit the tour bus yet. Okay. And, and with traveling with them, I, I just want to get nosy for those who are listening who may have a similar story to yours. Do you have any children? Yes, I do have two girls. Two, two girls and you're you're able to to do this and is this with the support of just family or a nanny because some people say I can't do it because of my kids so they don't even try mm-hmm. well my dad he's my 
supporter when it comes to my kids. So when I have to travel, yes, he takes them whenever. And if he's not available, then I can get my sister or my brother to travel with me and they just play nanny while I'm working. But, you know, you always have to find a way and make sure. I know everybody don't have a support system, but, you know, when you have that support system, you do everything you can to make sure you're able to, you know, do what you want to do in your dreams and stuff. Man, love to hear that daddy. We don't, man, I love to hear that daddy, you know, helps out. We we don't hear that enough from people that, you know, um, grandpa stepped up so you can pursue your dreams and goals because, I tell me if I, I'm correct, is Asia Doll and Erica Banks, are they in Dallas or are they in Atlanta? Well, Erica Banks is in Houston and Asian Dolls in Atlanta. Okay, so you're going, you know, back and forth, um, you know, to make this happen and, and doing a, a good job at it. How do you deal with, you know, you're, you're around celebrities, people see them, you know, the wild parties a lot of times, you know, the, the, the luxury life. How, is it really like that, you know, behind the scenes when you're just talking to people? Or is that more for the gram? Um, I'm not sure what you're what you're asking, but um, they are they do the same. Some people is just for the gram, but the people I work with, that's why I said upcoming artists, because the people I work with is the same thing you see on the gram, you know, is genuine. And you're going to be able to watch that, you know, watch it go from here to there. But yeah. And then when we're on set or I'm doing their hair or anything, it's just professional the whole time. I do their hair. I don't hang around. I just leave after I'm done. (laughs) Or if I need to stay for touch ups, I'll do that. But I don't think I've ever just like hung around to see how they party and stuff like that. Haven't done that yet. It's COVID. Maybe when COVID's over, I might get a chance to do all that. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I just I trying to give a clear picture because in this this life of entertainment, people just, you know, they might see somebody do something and it might be cool or it might be dangerous. But sometimes they just do it for shock value, not understanding that this person has, you know, kids, family and it, it could have been water. They, you know, guzzled down <laughs> and people think, oh, I'm going to guzzle down a whole bottle of Douce like so-and-so. Like, man, that might have been cranberry juice. So I, I just trying to give a clear picture because oh, I, I don't like to romanticize, you know, the business behind the scenes. Yeah, it's none of that behind the scenes. If we take a couple shots, we're not just guzzling down no I don't think nobody's doing it. So if you see somebody doing it, it's most likely for the gram. But nah, I no, that's anything okay. Like and you really look at it. I mean, for you, it's just a job. It's not even a lifestyle because you say, "Nah, I don't want to party. I, I come do my job and then I'm out to you know go go back home." Where does that discipline come from? Um, it's just that I'm very reserved. And I kind of like to keep to myself a lot. So I think that's where that comes from, like who I am and my personality. And I've been coming out of it more this year, you know, with me being around so many people. But like I said, it's COVID now. So I got to 
think about my kids too, you know, when it comes to partying and stuff. Just being around people and even the holidays, you got to think about it because, you know, folks are going to holiday parties and not coming back after a week or two or ending up in the hospital or, or sick. So I definitely respect that during COVID. Have you lost anybody or has anyone got sick close to you? Well, I haven't lost anyone, but my dad had got COVID when it first came around this spring. He had COVID. And he had COVID for two months, exactly. He tested positive for two months. So that was tough. That's about it. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I'm glad he he bounced back and, you know. So I had to keep, me and the kids had to stay away from him for exactly two months. So. (laughs) (laughs) But I I will tell people, and and you guys will see it in the thumbnail and any other pictures we may um, post up. You have a celebrity hairstylist look like I me. Mean, you you could definitely, you know, be on TV and, and, and you know, do your own thing promotion wise. Any thoughts, plans, goals to maybe, you know, have your own YouTube channel or, you know, pitch to TV in the future or, you know, anything like that? Well, I have my own YouTube channel now. I don't drop very much content on it, which I'm working on. I just need to focus, tap back into that. But far as TV concern, um, if it comes about, yes, but I don't know if I'm going to be, you know, on TV or something. I know I'm going to be a big celebrity stylist, so if that requires me to be on TV, then I'm on TV, but... (laughs) You know, I don't know about that. Well, I would definitely I would definitely say if that's something that you are interested in to plan now, because when TV does come around and if you, you know, you're doing celebrity hair, whether you're they're catching a clip of you um, visually or if you say something that's funny or just sometimes a laughter. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you want to plan now because TV, when you don't know, like when you're ignorant to it, it's there to take advantage of you. Just like music, this whole entertainment industry. It's like if you did hair and somebody found you and you're like, I don't know what my prices are. I don't know how much time it is. You just do the hair. You're not going to get your value, but I could definitely see it. So think about what would I want to expose myself or my family because TV has not stopped. And after COVID, after we even go down 20 30, maybe all the way to 80%, it's going to blow up because entertainment folks are repressed. So they're going to come out like a sailor at, at coming off the ship after six months or an inmate coming out of jail after 20 years and be ready to get in and do something. So think about that. What would I want and what type of show would I want and how do I want to be portrayed? Just think about it. Well, I, I'm... If I wanted to do anything, I would do like something motivational, something to motivate people to keep going, you know, not to give up because that's what I like to do. I like to motivate people. I'm a little bit funny once I get to know you. So anytime my clients around me, they laughing the whole time and I'm just naturally funny like that once you get to know me. But yeah, so that would be something I would want to do just kind of put a smile on people's face or something like that. 
Okay. Well, you know, TV, they see you uh, always, it seems, reality TV. And it's so easy nowadays, it seems, to get a show on some network because there's so many more now. But when they say, hey, huh? I didn't mean to cut you off. I think I had, I think I had an opportunity this close to like going on that love and hip hop show, working in this hair salon that Jock owns. But I was like, if I got to be on there and I got to be fighting these women and stuff, that's not what I want to do. Okay. That's good that you know that what you don't want to do, because when they say, hey, we got a, you know, a hundred thousand and we only need it always starts with we only need you to do this many episodes. There's a lot of people who have sold their soul for a hundred thousand. There's people who do shows for free. I tell you all fair. (laughs) There's people who do shows for free just to hope that it elevates them to the next level. So it's good that you were like, you know what? I'm not going to be fighting y'all. Oh, you know, for nothing on reality TV, looking crazy for my children. Right. Yeah, I don't want to do that. So (laughs) I just kind of let that one go in one ear and not the other. Okay. Now, with the success that you're having and the, you know, the best is yet to come. So the success that you're going to have in the future, what is a community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future? Well, I was actually planning a toy drive for Christmas that I am not going to be able to do because I can't find a building that I want to do it in because it's going to be filmed. A friend wants to film it. I don't want to film it. I'm like, can we just give the toys and uh, let it just be that? But he wants to film it and stuff, so we were looking for a building. So we're going to postpone it, but eventually... Coming up, I'm going to be doing some type of giveaway where I do a makeover since I can't do the toy drive to some women in need, some hardworking mothers, single mothers, give them a whole makeover. Have that. Okay. Okay. And, and people will hear this and they might even hear it for the new year and say, hold on. What, what about the, the toy drive or not the toy drive, but what about the makeup? How do I sign up? How do I get on the, the long wait list to be, you know, possibly uh, laced by me? <laughs> well, I'm gonna, when I get more details about everything, cause I think I'm going to add like a spa and a facial and everything to it. When I get all the details, I'm going to post it on my Instagram. Um, I don't have Facebook anymore. So anything that I'm doing, it'll always go on my Instagram page. And then you guys can see it there. And it'll give you the instructions and everything you need to sign up. From Okay. My and so you guys, her Instagram, IMD Stylist, all the links will be in the description box. She also has a beautiful website. You know, whenever somebody has a website, go check it out. You might find uh, something else, a product on there that's better than anything that you've used. Now, with, you know, you had the YouTube and, you know, I always tell stylists and people who do jobs where they're just constantly doing it in one place, film that. It's always good to film because it's a way to monetize. If you don't do it now, you could do it later on or you could sell the footage. But uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I have so many videos that I film, but it's like since I'm offering classes, 
if I give them these videos, it's going to be like no point in my classes. So I haven't like dropped any of them yet because I need them. I need them edited so that whatever I want blinked out, it can be blinked out because I have techniques that I do that only I do. And I don't want to expose them yet because it's what I'm trying to sell. If That makes sense. No, it makes it makes perfect sense. And are your your classes are they online or just in person? In person, I haven't okay. had online classes yet. So, so that's why you know the filming is crucial because an editor is easy to find, especially one who, if you're saying I need to be in a certain budget. You, you find your editor and now you have a course. We've had guests on here that make $30,000 a month in their courses alone. And I can tell you some of them won't even be as detailed as you're, you're going in with your special techniques. But the thing for the YouTube is that's the hook for people who have never heard you or seen you. And so you give them a piece. Maybe it's, you know, quick two minute clips. Maybe it's five minute. You know, if it's the same old, same old, you can show the whole thing. Or if your celebrity client say, you know what? I would not mind you promoting this. Um, you can show me. Maybe you mute it out, right? And you play their music behind with permission, of course. So there's so much to do, but the, the YouTube is the hook. But again, it goes back into that. You gotta, ha- it takes a village. You got to have a team because that's a whole like job. That's three different jobs I've mentioned, you know? Yeah. And you that's gotta, what yeah. I'm working on that too. Trying to build me a team around myself. Cause I don't have that. I do everything by myself and it does get really, 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 really difficult. And although I have my dad, you know, keeping my kids, I still need, I feel like I need an assistant. I feel like I need a manager sometimes. I feel like I need a whole lot of stuff, but I'm just going now with myself and what I got until I build a team around myself. Well, I don't know if you've ever heard the, um, the quote, the adage or whatever it's called. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together, the proverb. And so if it just, you know, think about that. And, and I'm thinking about it in different languages right now, folks, because I, I, I've memorized that in, in, in various languages because it's kind of cool to say when you're abroad and you're at a restaurant or, you know, you're in a bar, um, if you can do it in people's language. But you, you have to get a team. Nobody is successful on their own. So mm-hmm. and the hardest part I find for, you know, young black folk is, how am I going to pay everybody? So first you figure out how much you can pay people. And then you find those people and they come, you know, as long as you put the time um, as far as editors, again, you ever need that. Just let me know. I will um, connect you with a few and you can find out who you uh, who, who you like best within your budget, because um, that's what we do. I'm a consultant, so it, it never turns off, but I definitely see the YouTube popping. There's actually a new way now for influencers to get on like iTunes and Hulu, and, and it's a real cool thing, but you got to know somebody. So now you know somebody who does that. So you say, look, I want to be on Apple TV. Boom. You know, D stylus on Apple TV when she's ready. So it's a beautiful thing. Now, you'd say an assistant manager, just find somebody who wants to do the work. All those titles, who wants to do the work? Whether it's a cousin, right. brother, 
friend, uh, somebody who's nosy, who's interviewing you right now, they just need to be able to do the work because a lot of times we get caught up in titles and a lot of us say, oh, I have an assistant because it makes us feel good. No, no. If your assistant isn't a teacher, isn't a preacher, isn't a a person who is not going to do more than just be the assistant, that's not the person. You need somebody who can build you up. So, you know, don't, 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 yeah. There's not many people that are going to be around you when you're successful and you can be like, okay, they're going to help me and they want to see me win. They want to see me go to the next level. So they're going to pitch in and help me. I'm going to pay, of course, if I get any of those things. But, you know, being a black woman and when you're trying to be successful, people look at you like, you know, like, I don't know. I can't explain how they look at you, but they're not going to always just be on your team. And I have my other side of the family that doesn't live in Texas at all. I feel like if they did, I'm trying to get my sister to move here, by the way. But yeah, if they did, then that'll be more helpful. But yeah, people around you, they're not going to always just have your best interest or want to help you. They're going to either look at you as competition or they're going to just resent you all together because of success. That's what I learned being in this, you know. Well, I don't know if you are a follower of the scriptures, but, you know, a prophet is never accepted are respected at home. So that that's why with all entrepreneurship, your first big clients aren't going to be the people in your circle because you are who you are to them. And the more you go up, the more jealousy, hate. But there is a way to hone everybody in. But a lot of times we don't know how. And so part of I know my job is to read a book a week, every week. Because Miles Monroe taught us that but when he was alive, right? He taught us all that through the internet. And if you read a book a week, you understand how other successful people like Bill Gates and people, Steve Jobs, and you hear how they've developed and not to, you know, you can't get everybody on your side, but there are certain things that you can do where people, they can't hate you. Because folks are going to see this interview and say, hey, or listen to it and say, hey, can you give me some money? Since you're so successful nowadays, can you give me some oh, money? Oh, I get that. As soon as I started doing um, Erica Banks hair, people just thought I was just so rich. And I was like, people was more money. And I'm like, I don't have no money to just give y'all. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I get that now already. So, yeah. Okay, so since you get that already, um, it, you just build up. And there's so many. If you if you like to listen to books, because I know you're constantly doing hair, um, I, I could send you over some things that can just kind of help the mind and say, okay, that's what I need to do. Because you can't let people know ever how much money you have if they're not, you know, if, unless it's your accountant, maybe your lawyer, <laughs> uh, maybe your, you know, business manager, um, but everybody else doesn't need to know. Right. And I'm in business school right now. I'm trying to get my business degree and this account class is just, Oh my God. I'm like, I don't want to do this no more. No, get it, get it down, but don't do your own accounting. Don't do your own. Yeah. Don't do your own accounting is the biggest mistake somebody can make at this level because an accountant 
a good one can cost you under $200, a certified CPA. So for $200 a month, let somebody else deal with that. It's like this noise you guys hear behind me. I could go do my own weeds, but I got other stuff to do, like talk to D stylists and, you know, I can't yeah, do everything. I, I would never, especially now that I'm taking a class, I would never do my own account. It's just a part of the um, degree where I have to um, take this accounting class. I am not interested in it at all. I actually took this business class because I would, ask people, you know, how do I make a business plan? How do I do this? How do I do that? Nobody wants to share what they know. So I'm one of them people. I'm going to go out and I'm going to learn by myself. So what happened was when, when I started the course, we had an assignment to, you know, create a business plan. And I just walked myself through it throughout the class, throughout the course. And I got it done. Oh, man, I think it's great to have the knowledge because then you can also be able to verify, even though you might have an accountant, you if you something happens, you're still responsible. So you need to know. And it's gotten certain people in prison. Fat Joe, even, you know, he told on himself um, trying to do the right thing and they still made him go do time. So it's good that you get that knowledge. But can I sow something into your life that may be personal? Um, but I, I usually only do this when people give me permission and a lot of times they pay me. So once they pay me, they give me permission, but I, I feel a need to say something. Would you mind if I say something personal about your life and your business? I don't mind. <laughs> okay. When you're getting these feelings of people not telling you what they know, they are not meaning to be like that, but they're just not givers. So what you have to do in your circle is elevate your circle and your circle may not sound like you. It may not look like you. Um, you may not even understand some of the things they do, but there are so many networks out there of people who want to die empty is what I call it. And they want to give you this game, but the people that you're around, you know how they say pigeons are with pigeons and eagles are with eagles and giraffes and turtles don't eat from the same tree. That's a TI line y'all just so you know. Um, yeah. Taken from a yellow beezy just to shout out Dallas a little more song, but uh, this is freestyle D. So you got to just, you know, accept it and respect <laughs> it. But those, those, there are people who do want to tell you what they know, but you have to be in those circles. And even master P talked about spending $25,000 to talk with Michael Jackson's attorney. And that took him to a different level. Whereas Kodak black did not want to pay master P 15,000, even though he had a hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry to get the game from, you know, somebody who makes over $800 million net worth. So I would definitely say just elevate because your business plan, did you know the SBA, our score can help you with that in your city for free? I do not know that. For free. I'll send you um, some links. If you forget that, just let me know and I'll send you the, the links to your local SBA and score is usually in the same building nationwide. I've lived in about six different states at least. And, and I know that every SBA and score is usually together. If they're not in the same building, they're right next door to each other because they're government programs. And so the game is there. We just have to get out of our comfort zone a lot of times 
and figure out who is here to help us and build up to the next level. So th- that's the game for you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and you can definitely do it. Now, what is your goal with you doing hair? Is it to have your own shop? Is it to kind of franchise your techniques? Because I know having a shop isn't for everybody because then you got to manage a whole bunch of people and personalities and that can be a headache. Well, what I want to do, I actually want to open up a cosmetology school, which is why I'm getting this business degree, too. I want to open up a cosm. Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to open up my own cosmetology school because I, I noticed that when I was in cosmetology school, they really didn't, you know, just straight focus on natural hair for our people. You know, we were doing Debbie's hair and Debbie is a little doll with just straight hair you know and I we don't have straight hair so I just want you know everybody to learn how to do our people's hair and what we can do to it without putting a relaxer in it to make it straight because that's what I specialize in natural hair like even though I do wigs and stuff like I'm so into healthy hair. I want your hair to be healthy. I want all my clients' hair to grow. If your hair is not growing, you do not need to be paying me. (laughs) That's how I look at it. And, and, you know, talking about hair growth, you have products on your website that help with those issues. And you guys got to go check out the site again, because you can hear the passion and some of the goals. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong. You're doing Debbie's hair, which is probably like Caucasian hair. Um, But in Texas, because I lived in Lubbock, Texas for about four years with with my family. Don't braiders now like even need like some type of license to do hair? Braiders in Texas do not need a license to braid. You can braid hair without a license. So that must have changed what not. Um, and actually, um, I'm being told that 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 law changed in 2015. But there was like I because I, my hair has always gone through its process. When somebody told me that, I said, "What for us? We gotta have some type of license or go through some type of course or have some type of permit." And maybe that's you know different in every county or whatever. But I'm I'm told that it, that rule has changed. They no longer need it. But it, it's just crazy that Debbie they know hair texture is you know there's so many different kinds even with black people. So how do they expect you to learn, you know, how to become an expert while you're in training? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one of those things that I would raise concern about and you know kind of say something to them about it and they would say hey this is what you're going to have to do when you go to state board so that's not going to matter you need to learn what you need to learn so you can get your license and pass the state board exam but it was people there who actually wanted to learn how to do natural hair natural black hair without it being relaxed and straightened and stuff so that's why I want to open up me a cosmetology school because I'm going to teach that because they're not doing that in no cosmetology school. And I don't okay. think. Well, I would I would tell you to look at um, they call them RFPs, requests for proposals. And this is another one to write down. That's right next to the SBA and score. It's uh, called it P. 
It's called PTAC. And PTAC um, deals with procurement. And what they can tell you is there could possibly be a need for schools in your region. Cause you know, the uh, DFW area and surrounding areas are so big and large, but I would definitely let people know you want to do that and see what if there's- the, a, What was the name of it again? I'm sorry. Oh, so there's SBA, mm-hmm. SCORE, and then PTAC. You can Google all of those, you know, outside of these just have them written down or you know ready to to do some research but there is all the government buys everything and sometimes there's a need for things that the government will say there's a need for so there may be grants out there that you don't have to pay back i do not mean this covid you know money i i tell people unless it's a certain grant don't take this covid money for 98 percent of the people because you don't understand the rules to it and you could go to jail like the boy from pretty ricky who probably is about to go to jail um not the popular one y'all know from you know doing tech stuff the other one um but was it was it huh? him? I, I think it was spectacular or one of them no it wasn't i don't believe it was spectacular spectacular is the one doing like online stuff it's the other one and i don't want to say his name in case i get it wrong but um there's some there's a forbes article that shows why people are going to be prosecuted because they did not understand the rules why d you say because they did not have a good team they didn't have anybody smarter than them they don't go pay experts like a cpa or a lawyer before doing this and they said oh if i have a business they're giving me money that's not the case. You guys got to get in different circles. So I, I say all that to say there may be some grant money. There may be um, some ways for angel investors or venture capitalists to help you with that school. Creating the school is not going to be the hard part for you. Creating the system so you can keep doing what you do. That's the part that you need an OG to help you out. We all do. I got an OG right now. We pay for coursing. And what she put us on changed my whole life. I said, hey, my life is not going to be the same. You know, <laughs> here I think I'm making money and I look and, you know, she's worth, you know, 20 plus million dollars. Uh, and it's like, okay, give me the game. And she looks like us, right? She has the same goals as us. And um, it, it just... It's just amazing once you get into these circles, life changes because your your philosophy can kind of be like, oh, I need to tweak it a little bit on how I do things. A whole window has opened up. I thought of life like this, but now I see it like that. And now I can bring on my people for those who want to, you know, listen and learn and submit themselves to some different understanding. But, um, you know, God is good. So we, we work with our tribe of people. I don't want to give the people a game overload. I could go on and get even nosier in the business and talk about that school that's about to happen, but let the people know where to follow you and, you know, any other tips or advice you can give to an upcoming entrepreneur. Um, I'm going to start with my Instagram. You can follow me at I am D stylist. And it's I am D-E-E stylist on Instagram, on Twitter, and on YouTube. And if I can give any advice to any upcoming entrepreneurs, I would just say, keep going. 
It's sunshine after the rain. It will get hard. It's not easy. You will cry. You will not sleep sometimes. You will go to work at 9 a.m. and leave at 5 a.m. You will have those days, but it'll all be worth it in the end and remain teachable. That's the that's the advice I would give. Man, you guys have gotten the game. Ex- expect to see a lot more from D-Stylist. I can't wait to see more in store for her. You've heard about the celebrity clients. You want to do it too. If you hit her up asking too many questions, let the first one be, how much is a coaching session? How much is this mentorship? Don't just be a taker. Be able to give something first before you ask. That's the game. You guys like, share, subscribe. D, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. You guys have a nice day. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.